Oh, wow. So those who know me, Lindy Ann Hoplix, Afrikaans, Macy, grew up in Cape Town from all places. So I drove up with my team, Susie Chicken, Leomi Fosler, a phenomenal woman of God. I would grab them and force him to prophesy over me if I was you afterwards. Um, yeah, grew up in a traditional Christian home, hated Christianity, uh, thought it was so boring. We were the rich kids in the school. We drove with a Porsche to school. We had strangers have weddings in our garden. So I was one of those kids. So Christianity for me wasn't really something that I was interested in. Uh, I, yeah, I like different things in life. But I'm so glad that even though I gave up on him, he never gave up on me. He's the stalker of all stalkers. He's a lover of all lovers. I've had many a lover and he beats them all. He beats them all. He's faithful. He's consistent. He's kind. He's gentle. Amen. And so I was in Panama um, for 17 days. And a friend of mine, Stephen Coco, had a vision. Why not just take a nation? And I was like, well, that sounds good to me. Being an evangelist and everything, I have such a heart to see people come into the revelation that I walk in with Jesus. And um, he's my best friend. Yo, yeah, let's buy though. I just want to tell you, I just came from a meeting with 250 colored ladies. You cannot act white here tonight. Uh, they were so loud. They were so excited. Those ladies, I'm telling you, they were brr, 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 yeah, around the whole thing. And we were just here in George. Come on, Africa, come on. Neither men's, neither men's, Alice they need cover. Neither men's, neither men's, Alice they need cover. Oh, Satellite's one cake for me. The joy of the Lord is my strength. You will know them by their fruit. How have you been doing at raising the dead, healing the sick, casting out demons, preaching the, the gospel? It's not the great suggestion, it's the great commission. Amen? So I was more than 10 lands here this year. And this was my, I think, 11th or 12th one. Went there. I didn't even know if I was going to speak or nothing. I just said, Lord, I'm going. I want to follow this man's vision. I want to see they were booking out schools, prisons, uh, the army, you name it. They just said, we're going to take this nation. So they called evangelists from all around the world to come in. I met him in Nigeria when I was at Reinhard Bonnke passing the torch. Does anyone know Reinhard Bonnke? Mm, that can you make excited, Rock. Listen, I want to feel a permission here just to be free. Ne? Be free. I got off on this mission with my prat. I'm going to communicate with you and I'm going to say, and so he said to me, Lindian, you've got to come. You've got to come to Panama. You've got to come to Panama. Vlug is verschrikkelijk dier. And it's verschrikkelijk ver. And, uh, but I was like, Lord, I'm all in. And I had to pay to go. So I was like, who wants to soar into Panama? Send me to Panama. Send me to Panama. When I got there, I saw thousands and thousands and thousands of people give their lives to Jesus. I got to see elementary schools, secondary schools, high schools, you name it. I went into police stations. And we'd have a, 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 um, like an audience with them. Now I'm the speaker. I'm there wearing my white rocky, you know, <laughs> my pluckies. And all the policemen. 
with their hats. They got their berets, ne? And I just shared the gospel with them. I just shared Jesus' love with them. And I say, who wants to give their lives to the Lord? Every single hand just went up into the air. Come on. That's our king. That's our king. Uh, so they said, no, okay, Lindy, and we're sending you to the jungle. Because I was in the city. And first they were like, mm, that one person I was all Latin American. Eh? She said, mm, cool. Look at this woman. We can't send her to the jungle. We've got to use her to reach the high class people here. Because there's like a bit of a distinction between like the rich and the poor. So Christians are seen as the poor, poor suffering people. It's a mainly Catholic nation. Uh, they're having the Pope come in next year, etc., etc. So now she's like, keep her in the city, keep her in the city. Now the organizers know, I'm sending you to the Jurassic Park of Panama. I'm like, okay. He's like, there's a stronghold there and you're going to take it down. I'm like, Okay. You can't think when my rock is not a jungle too. And off I go. The first day we get there, we're in the hub of witchcraft. Like this is where people are wearing strings. It's the whole tutti. I mean, like it's like Africa on steroids. You know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, Jesus. And we're at the very place, which is known the canal, where the people are smuggling drugs and also on, right? So now you have these guys on these banana boats and everything right behind the open air preaching like venue that we're going to have. It's like a marketplace. Let's say, okay, this parking lot looks big. Hello, pick and pay. Can we do our thing here? Great. Because in the nights, it's closed. It's not the mall mall. It's like the day malls. You know, that's kind of like open with a parking lot. And then they just set up a massive sound system. Thousands of people come. They've got dancing, acting, you name it. And then I'm the preacher. Hello. <laughs> and they did the coolest stuff. The churches were all involved. They mobilized like the whole church of Panama. Like every single church was involved. So they'd say, okay, George, where's your pastors? Where's your churches? You guys, between all of you, 20 churches that are here, you're going to have drama, skits, etc. And then we're going to send an international evangelist and you're going to do it. And I was like, why don't we do that here? So cool. Anyway, so yeah, I go into the jungle. I'm there with the boats behind me. There's this open air preaching. And we're just like interceding like, Lord, let your kingdom come here, you know. The next thing, this old man comes up. He's got the kiri with the snake head with like this blue marble in the mouth. And he comes up there to the front. And he's, I think he was 87 or 78 or something. And these people, he comes up and I can see him. He's walking like this, you know, with his kiriki. And I'm just like, in Jesus' name, be healed. That man, eh, he took that kiri, he it at the band. He threw it there underneath the speakers and the next thing just... And he's like, he's somebody who squats better than I can do them. I was like, what the heck? That place exploded. We saw even the security policemen and, and army guys that were there coming to the front to give their lives to Jesus. It was just phenomenal. The one night there was... Um, a lady, she couldn't walk at all, and she just got out of her wheelchair. <laughs> Another night, there was a gentleman, also old man. Uh, he was 85, I think, and he'd had an injury nine years ago on his back. And uh, I just said, okay, be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We just release all trauma from this body to go right now, whatever's going on here. And I'm like, okay, sir, get up and walk. Now, I've got Spanish translators, right? So it's like, in the nombre Jesus. I remember this in Spiritu Santo, you know, and I'm like, mas, mas, mas fuego, mas amor, mas fa more fire, more love, okay? So anyway, so the next time I'm like, come sir, get up and walk. Now that woman, he gets up, but you can see this guy, I mean, his legs are like, 
<laughs> he's got no muscles, no nothing. But that woman, he looks like he's got no teeth either. But he's like, he's up there. And he's walking. And I'm thinking, mm, it doesn't look so good yet. And his wife's like, and I'm like, could he? And she's like, well, she, he could kind of get up, but he couldn't, like, walk. You know, he was like, and, and, and then I saw how he's like this. And then he goes, he collapses. Look like he's been in the liquor store for too long. He's got no balance at all. So I'm just like, mass. Mass, more Lord, more Lord, more Lord, be healed. And this man, I'm holding onto his hand and he's kind of like, you know. And the next thing, we're going this way. And then we go back towards his wheelchair. And I just see, it looks like he's gunning for his wheelchair. And I'm just like, this miracle, come on Lord, we need more here, you know. And he's like, going for that wheelchair. (laughs) And the next thing, when he reached that wheelchair, he's like this. And he starts walking. Right all the way. Just comes up, down. There were more than a thousand people there that night. He's walking up. His wife starts weeping. She just got the cell phone. Filming everything I say, I'm like, Whoa, you want to go down here? Spanish. And off we went. He circled the whole crowd on the gravel parking lot. He just went around and that whole place exploded. People, you don't have to invite people to dance or to motivate them. Because when they see something like that, they're like, you are good. 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 A song doesn't have to motivate me. A revelation does. An encounter does. I know my God. I saw three wheelchairs emptied. Those were the big miracles. There were hundreds and hundreds of other ones. The last day, uh, Sunday, last so a week ago exactly, I did the morning week meeting. They rolled up a little boy, Caleb. And Caleb was in a wheelchair, but he had like his little legs were curled up on the wheelchair like this, and he had one strap over here. He's um, seven years old. And I, I was like, okay, we've now already prayed for some other people. Miracles are breaking out. Exciting, exciting. And they bring him up on the stage. And his grandmother's there, and I am just start praying. I'm just like, Father, thank you, Lord. All trauma to go right now. I release breakthrough in this boy's body. Because I don't have to ask God to heal people. We don't ask God to heal people. He asks us to go and heal the sick. He's already decided. It's already finished. When he said take communion, he didn't just say focus on people. Are often they're like, it's all about salvation. I'm like, oh, tell Jesus that that was whipped to pieces on the cross so that by his stripes you can be healed physically too. He said, take these two elements and remember what I've done for you. It's not one or the other. It's both and more. He said, my blood was spilt so that your sins can be atoned for. And my body was broken when you break the bread. He was the bread of life that was broken so that your body can be healed. What if it's not the Lord's timing? No, the Lord's timing was on the cross. Your healing is actually quite delayed. What if he's trying to teach me a lesson? Oh, do you try and teach your kids lessons like that? When your kid comes home and they've got a broken arm and a bloody nose or something, do you say, mm, I told you you were naughty. You mustn't do that. You must go sit in your room now. It's just going to teach you a lesson. No, you immediately as a parent, you're like, ah, what happened to you? Call me like, mommy, your knees off, mama, I'm fine. No, no, you, you are like rushing around to get your child healed immediately. You don't say, I've got that panada in my pocket, my suffering, no, my suffering, no, my. 
if that's you, we will pray for you afterwards. But if we're not like that, why would we think that we are better lovers, better parents than our king is? He introduces himself as our father. Unfortunately, we've just been exposed to a lot of church culture that didn't have healing in it. I was a Christian for many years and didn't know that God healed. Of course, I believe God healed. Did I ever pray for a sick person? No. Faith without works is dead. So I thought I believed, but I never did. Because I never did the works that would accompany someone who believes. If you really believe that the king of the universe is living inside of you, what would you do with that? I think Jesus is on the inside and he's like, somebody let me out! Amen? So I start praying for that little boy, Caleb. And I just said, come Caleb, get up and walk. And I just took his hand and that little boy just went, and then we went. I said to the grandmother, could he do this before? No, his feet were completely curled in like this. He had club foot. Come on, he was totally healed. He walked around the whole place. That was one week ago. Fresh manner. Hallelujah. The first time I heard that God wants to heal, I was in a meeting like this, but the guy was like, he was taking the Bible bit by bit by bit by bit. And eventually I was like, Hi, the Yerevel Rarachanias. And he wants to use us. And he says, All we have to do is go. Oh. So my friend and I, we said, Okay, next week, let's go to Krutiski Hospital and see if this stuff works. Next week we were there. Now I'm bang. My legs are going like this. We went inside. She's like, oh, I feel like someone's going to have a headache. Someone's got this. I'm like, oh, you're a rechter Oh, I probably made it up. Oh, it's okay. God wants to heal everyone anyway. Okay, let's go. Hey. And off we go into the ward. First bed we get to. Hi, my name is Lindy. And this is my friend Bridget. And we've come to pray for the sick. What's wrong with you? <laughs> she's like, now she's sitting on the edge of the, the bed, ne? with her head, legs hanging down. She says, oh, I'm paralyzed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And luckily I didn't know too much. I just saw how Jesus prayed. Do you notice he never prayed long prayers? He didn't pray fancy prayers. I always thought when I started praying for someone, I thought, now how many scriptures? Lord, by your, um, this scripture says, uh, nothing wrong with quoting scriptures, but Jesus never did it. It's not fancy prayer that heals people. It's Jesus that heals people. It's not your faith, it's his faithfulness. Faith is simply believing he's faithful. That's how I see it. So the pressure is off you now. You think, oh, it's a miracle meeting. I've actually got no faith. Praise the Lord. God's got enough faith for you. Faith is simply believing. Faith is not a feeling. Faith is believing that Jesus did what he said he did. And then that he's going to do what he said he would do. So the pressure is off you. He's already done the work. We're just delivering the mail. So I put my hand on her leg. I said, be healed. And that paralyzed leg just went like this. Now it's an open ward with six beds, all black ladies, near the one at the back. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus is my healer. Jesus is my savior. 
the nurse runs in. That lady stands, because then I put her hand on the other leg, be healed. She gets up with a chair, she's standing there like this. She's like, I'm healed. Every single person in that ward was healed that day. It was my first time out, letting him out. You don't have to be the hope of glory. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Sometimes when I'm praying for the sick, I realize the more I'm like a child, the better it goes. The more I realize... I see people get healed doing funny things over them because it's less thinking, more drinking. Less thinking, more drinking of his new wine, his goodness, the revelation of who he is and what he's already done. It is finished. Das klar. Amen? So show me again, who here needs a physical healing miracle in their bodies? Quickly put your hand up. See, the people with the glasses, they never put their hands up. They're already so used to having that problem, shame. <laughs> I want to tell you now, your, your greatest enemy is familiarity. Whatever you tolerate will dominate. What do you do when you've been in your garden all day putting in little petuna plants? Have you seen those plants? You just breathe on it and it dies, okay? It's like an orchid in a small form. I don't know how those things work, they always die, I don't know. <laughs> when you've spent all day working to prepare your garden with the smallest little beautiful flowers, sensitive little things and so on, you've picked out weeds, you've done this, you've done that, sweat running off your back, your clothes are ruined, and you see the neighbor's Dalmatian coming your way, how are you going to respond? Oh, No. You are going to be possessive about your garden, realizing, number one, it's not your dog. It's not his garden. He is not welcome here. And that is the kind of attitude we need to have towards sickness. Sickness comes from the pit of hell, and that's it. The enemy has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy, not the Lord. So if you're struggling with an offense in your heart towards the Lord, which no Christians ever want to admit, but three quarters to 99.9% of Christians struggle with this, is that thing of, Lord, why didn't you heal me? God is not your problem. You might not even be your problem. I don't know what the problem is, but I just know it's not the Lord. He died and paid a price for you to be completely healed. He's convinced about your healing. Amen? So I'm going to call my team up here real quick. What we're going to do is we're going to call out words of knowledge. For those who don't know how words of knowledge works, it's when the Lord speaks to us and he gives us certain body parts or things that he wants to heal. How we're going to do it this evening is when we call out something and you think that it relates to you, don't be too fussy. Then I want you to stand just where you are, okay? And then at the end, we're going to pray over all of you, and then we're going to start seeing the testimonies roll in, okay? We are going to pray for every single person here tonight. Um, and I am going to release a baptism of fire because it's just so obvious. That's what the Lord has for us in this season. Amen? I want to share something fun. When I was in Germany, I had this um, stinging in my ear. So how does the Lord speak to me? Uh, I often get feelings in my body. So I'll be standing talking to someone and suddenly I just get a slight sting or something or like a little 
like someone touching me or something. And I'll just say, hey, do you maybe have like a, might be a strange question, you may be struggling with something here in your chest. And then they're like, how did you know that? Because the Lord told me no ne? So that's how I get stuff. Some people get visions, some people get impressions. And sometimes you can just use your brain. Like an air hostess, I come and just say, hey, you may be struggling with back pain or your feet or something, you know, you're standing all day. You don't have to wait for the Lord to speak to you. It's not about perfectionism or performance. I have so many people say, I'm just trying to figure out the will of the Lord. Listen, the Lord already told you, go out there, preach the gospel, heal the sick, cast out demons and raise the dead. I don't have to wait. When I see a crutch, I know it's their time to be healed. Why? Because they're sick. Who do you pray for? The sick. Easy. That's it. It's easy. And if you want to see a miracle, you keep your eyes open. That's what we're going to do tonight. And pray for the sick. Amen. So I was in Frankfurt. I'm standing there and I feel a stinging. They're so beautiful. So I just thought they can come up early and you can admire them. <laughs> I felt the stinging in my left ear. Now at first I'm like, what's going on here? You know, and then I realized, no, the Lord's trying to talk to me. So I'm like, hey, who here has a stinging in the left ear? Four people stand up. So I just pray. I say, Father, whatever that is, I rebuke it now. It must go. Deaf ears, tinnitus, whatever, be healed. Amen. The lady in the back row starts weeping. I'm like, what's going on there? What's going on there? What did the Lord do? What did the Lord do? She was deaf. In the other ear. Not the one I called out. The other ear. But I think through the translation, something went missing. Because they were translating me into German and her daughter was translating into Romanian. But you know what happened to her? Her deaf ear popped open right there. So, tonight, when we call out stuff, if you just think it could smell like something that you could maybe have, then take it for you. As your faith is, so it shall be. Ne? I have, now, I've seen cheaters. People standing up for things that are not even related in the slightest bit. And you know the worst part is the Lord heals them anyway. Because he is good. Good. Oh. He's just that good. He always wants to heal. Amen. Okay. I just want to say as well, if you have someone that you want to stand proxy for, in the gap for, you're welcome to do that. Okay. So if you want to... Just have them on your heart and stand up. You can do that. If you want to take out a photo of them and put your hand on them, you're welcome to do that. If you want to call them and we pray for them over the phone, we've seen people get healed in India praying for them right here. There's no distance in the spirit. Okay. Let's go.